Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today we're here to do another film review. This is going to be for the Amazon Prime film called The Tomorrow War. I am your host Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing good, yes. Uh, So we're going to stick spoiler free here. There is some spoiler things we could talk about, but... Yeah, <laughs> so uh, we're just going to keep this spoiler free, which which should give you a bit of an indication as to how we feel about this film. I feel like we feel both the same way, roughly. I think maybe for uh, possibly different reasons, but we'll see how this discussion goes. Uh, I know how I feel about this film, but uh, what did you think of the Tomorrow War? I didn't think it was a bad movie per se. I thought it was fairly genetic. A generic paint by numbers kind of a sci-fi action flick which isn't bad i mean you know sometimes you just want a simple cheeseburger and this is just a simple cheeseburger it's not anything you're going to see on master chef or you know anything <laughs> like that um i mean obviously amazon is not afraid to spend money given the cast that's in it uh they got a lot of talent um i think it's just uninspired i guess i'd have to say that is the best way to, ex- to describe it mm-hmm. yeah yeah i i'd pretty much agree with that i think we're both sort of on the same page to me i think this is a case where more money was absolutely put into the cast than the script um the script yes is very just generic run-of-the-mill uh which disappoints me because ooh, which disappoints me because um I watched the trailer for this thing because you said about I, I I knew it was kind of coming out and I had sort of an interest to watch it and then you said you you were going to and I thought okay if we both watch it and do the same podcast that would make sense. Uh, so I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, this world seems kind of interesting. These monsters seem almost similar to what you've got in like a Quiet Place, but not the same rules. And you've got like a sci-fi angle and obviously the good cast is there. So. I went in thinking, okay, this might be quite bad, it might be quite good, I was very just middle expectations, but kind of thought like, okay, Amazon, got a lot of money, script, you know, or set up, you've got these interesting monsters, sci-fi kind of angle, and you've got a very good cast, so there's some good things going for it, but I think this script really lets down the cast that we've got here, I mean, just to read out a few of them, you've got Chris Pratt, who's pretty much the star of this thing, uh, Yvonne Strahovski, J.K. Simmons, R- Mary Lynn, I think Rodzka is how you say her name, uh, mm-hmm. Mike Mitchell, um, you've got Sam Richardson, who's been in a few things, and uh, Betty uh, Gilpin, who's been in some things as well. Um, now, for me, it was interesting going in, I know, I know you've not seen much of like 24 or whatever, but uh, Yvonne Strahovski and Mary Lynn are both from 24. They both play pretty important characters. Uh, one of them plays Kate, and one of them plays... Chloe. Um, Chloe from uh, 24 as well. Yeah. Um, so I went in thinking, like, oh, it'd be cool to see this this cast again. I mean, I'm watching Yvonne in Handmaid's Tale at the moment, uh, season four, which is airing on, on Channel 4. So I'm seeing her kind of weekly anyway on screen alongside uh, Elizabeth Moss. But uh, Mary Lynn, I've not seen her in anything for a little bit. I mean, the last season of 24 that she was in was in 2014 so uh she's done some other things here and there but hasn't been in too much i thought you know having them both back in the same kind of thing because they were both in the same season and everything it would be cool uh chris pratt obviously you know from the jurassic world films guardians of the galaxy jk simmons is jk simmons you know spider-man and 
Um, he does the voice for uh, Omni Man in uh, Invincible, so that which is another Amazon series, which is cool. Mike Mitchell, I think, was in like Big Bang Theory and some other stuff. Uh, so it's just disappointing that to me, the the world building didn't work. The time travel stuff tried to be more timey wimey than kind of necessary. I mean, it gets explained fairly simply early on, and then as you get into more and more things later on, it just becomes more and more convoluted. And I was like, okay, this is what it is, whatever. I didn't try to think about it too much. The action, I think, is kind of decent, although there's a few points where they're like, okay, you've got to aim for this part or this part. These people are just spraying their guns everywhere. Bit, bit like a bit like a player on Call of Duty that knows you're around a corner and he's going to slide and just shoot his gun everywhere. And hope that a bullet hits you. I mean, not quite that. They, they, in this film, they don't quite do it that dramatically. But, um, yeah, it, it was funny. Because, like, before they even go into this deployment mission, they're like, okay, it's vulnerable in this area. I can't remember the two areas, but, like, this area in this area. I think it's, like, the chest and the head or something like that. And these people are just kind of, like, shooting everywhere and that sort of thing. Um, but that, that's my main takeaway is, like... Okay, yeah, a very good cast, some kind of interesting characters, um, but a world that's just not really fleshed out very much, which is disappointing because this film is two hours and 20 minutes, and by the one hour, 40 minute mark, I thought, what the hell are you going to do for 40 more minutes? And then they showed me what it was, and I thought, okay, it's just like another part to this this story. Um, so, yeah, but any any thoughts on any of that, like world building and like that sort of thing? Yeah, it, it's one of those things that, I mean, first off, I'm more familiar with Johan Strahovski from the Chuck series than right. 24. I did watch the first three seasons of it, which is where, I mean, I didn't know who she was, but I'm like, I know I know that voice. And so I go on IMDb, that face rather. So I go on IMDb is like, oh, yeah, OK, that's where I know her. Um, that, you know, Chuck's a good series. If you haven't had a chance, definitely watch it. It's very much nerd wish fulfillment, but it, it has some charm. Um the, the problem is with the world building is that it's completely inconsistent. I agree with you there on that. Um, the all over the place gunfire, I'm not, I'm fine with just because, and this is a tiniest bit spoilery, but the people doing the fighting aren't soldiers, but I think that gets communicated in the trailers to a point. Mm. Um, so they don't have, you know, the required precision training for CQC and anything like that, that an, a military soldier would. So that mm. is actually perfect, consist, perfectly consistent with what someone who's never fired a gun before would do when they're firing a gun. Uh, the only real inconsistency is that, you know, the, the, at the rate that they were firing, they'd be changing out clips every 20 seconds, and they never did it once <laughs> yeah, on screen. Yeah, Chris Pratt reloaded like twice in this film, I think, yeah. and he sprays about 10,000 bullets, or I, I don't know. It's Yeah, there, there was a particular hallway scene, actually, where he's he's shooting one of these things, and I'm like, huh, he's like not reloaded. He must have fired at least like twenty, twenty five bullets. And these yeah, granted, these... those are extended mag clips, so they would hold about thirty rounds. So that part is accurate. But those guns also fire off those thirty rounds in about fifteen seconds. Yeah, because their the the their rate of fire is is pretty quick. So. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's not many people that reload that many times. So, um, and that might sound a bit nitpicky, but it's just kind of one of them like gun sort of things, I suppose. 
Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for kualu and the amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new tv show or a film review of your choice that's three dollar level tier that does also of course include your ad free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show but yeah just kind of surprised me with like okay two hours 20 minutes more than enough time to do what you got to do i i mean i'd like to see more from this world but like do i want a sequel do i want this again like i don't it, it's sort of like okay i want to find out more about this world and actually like visits i don't know may, maybe the the other not the other timeline the other side of the timeline where things you know went to shit and whatever um and like the start of that because one of the interesting things about like a post-apocalyptic type thing which this is is that initial like okay what the hell are these monsters how do we get away and that kind of thing and these aren't just like normal zombies or whatever these are like big tentacle sort of monsters and stuff so um but i found the monsters themselves interesting they are designed quite similarly to a quiet place i'm not saying this film was copying from that but it had like monsters and things but um to me, yeah, if you want to watch a a cool film... Like, if you take away the sci-fi aspect, right? Which I know is a pretty big part of this, but just stick with me. If you take away the sci-fi part of this, and you want to see... Let's say John Krasinski and Emily Blunt uh, tackle monsters in a world where... It will be switched around a bit, because you have to be very, very quiet. I would say watch A Quiet Place instead of this. Um, plus, those two films are leaps and bounds better than what this, what this film is. Um... But, and I mean, there, there were certain, like, Jurassic Park or Jurassic World vibes at certain points, like when they try and hide from certain monsters and things. Uh, all the Jurassic films are, are better than this film as well. Um, but yeah, it's just disappointing to me that you had 2 hours and 20 minutes, and that's all you did with, with this world. There's also one particular aspect that really brings that down, and this isn't on the actor, but there's a, 
uh, actor in this called Sam Ritterson plays a character called Gator, or G-A-T-O-R, Gator. And he's put in this film to make the jokes, to talk too much, to be, like, the nervous, anxious character that literally can't stop talking. Or, you know, when they're running down the set of stairs, he's shouting, run, 15 times. And I won't say, like, he destroyed the experience of this film, but it's like, okay... You can tell that's where they tried to put the jokes in this. Of like laughing at this character who can't be quiet. And then you know they have this debriefing scene. And he's chatting so much that he misses what they're talking about. And th- those kind of things that just like didn't really. I-, I don't think this film should have really gone for any comedy. Considering this is like you know a disaster event sort of thing. And I know that some people would, would be anxious to where they're like. Okay, the way they would deal with it is just keep talking and just whatever. But uh, what did you think of his character? Yeah, I mean, I I get that's what they were going for because if you look at his IMDb history, um, he is very much a comedian. Uh, he was he was on half a season for the American version of The Office. He did uh, the Second City Project, which Second City is a very famous comedy troupe out of Chicago. Um, he was in uh, the show called Detroiters, which I'm not familiar with. Um, was on um, uh, BoJack Horseman, another comedy show. Uh, Hoops, semi-comedy. He actually does the voice of Gary in the uh, uh, Modoc series, if you've seen that. A um, couple other shows to where it's very clear to be a comedy. Um, so him being... Him being there and doing that kind of fits with what you know what's in his wheelhouse, mm. and I get why that they did it. Um, and he wasn't bad at it. It's just everything else was just so kind of banal that it gave him a chance to shine, and he didn't, which is really disappointing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Again, nothing against the actor. He was doing what he had with the script, so uh, I, I don't blame him for that. He did a good performance with what he did, but his character was just annoying and uninteresting. Yeah, it's like with the the very few scenes that we got with J.K. Simmons, he was ten times a badass than half the people trying to be badasses were, and he wasn't even trying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know he's J.K. Simmons, so he kind of yeah. does that automatically. Um, I don't. I'm not going to get into spoilers here, but I will say one of the actors that I've pointed out that I like, I think, gets severely wasted in this film, and I'm not going to say which one because it will dip into spoilers. Because, you know, not everybody kind of makes it out of this film alive. But I'm not going to say who lives and who dies. Um, but I was very, very disappointed with, with what happened to that character. So um, I think several characters were highly underutilized in this film. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. There was just the one that kind of really stuck out to me. So, um, But it's cool to see some of these actors again. Like, you know, the people from 24. Uh, we've seen Chris Pratt pretty regularly anyway over the last couple of years. You know, Guardians 1 and 2, the Avengers films, uh, that kind of thing. So, there we go. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about with this? Uh, nothing that we can't talk about. Um, nothing that we can't talk about because we're not really getting into spoilers. I would definitely put this into... If you get a couple hours plus to kill... It's free if you've got Prime, so it's not like you're spending money that mm. you wouldn't normally spend on it. You're spending time, though, on it. So. Yeah, but like I said, yeah. like if you're waiting for the laundry to finish, or you got something like that, or you got takeaway being delivered, and you can't think of anything to watch, there's not... there. I mean, there's definitely better stuff, but there's certainly worse stuff. Hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, I just think for the comparison I used earlier, which I know is more of a horror comparison and not a sci-fi comparison, I'd recommend, okay, if you're looking to kill like two or three hours, I would say you could probably watch, well, I know the second one's at cinemas and not on streaming yet, but I'd recommend you watch them in the cinema anyway. So, yeah, uh, obviously if you took a trip to cinema and stuff, I'd I'd recommend you watch both Quiet Place films and don't bother with this. Obviously, that's, that's a bit more of a personal preference and stuff. Um... But uh, that that just does a better job with some similar aspects, but in a different genre, if if that makes sense. Um, it makes mm-hmm. better use of the monsters and things, um, and is just just much better anyway. So plus that's still got a couple of big stars, you know, Emily Blunt and uh, John John Krasinski are, are no smaller celebrities. So um, that's what I'd recommend. I think there is some cinemas doing like a double showing of A Quiet Place one and two. Uh, they're only like ninety minutes each. So, um, that will take that will take you slightly longer than it will to watch this, but will be, in my opinion, better than this. So, uh, is there any other? Because I know I've kind of just compared this to a horror thing, which is maybe a bit strange. Is there any other films that you think do similar thing to this that are sci-fi but do it better? Because I can mm. think, I can think of one actually. Um, have you have you got any? I think the the closest thing. That would be would be the uh, film that you had me watch on Netflix called Hashtag Alive. That one started out very generic, but once you got past that and got into the ser- into the meat of the movie, it was very enjoyable. Um, but that was more film. of a zombie yeah. flick than anything else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the one that I'd recommend that's got a bit more sci-fi stuff to it. This one's an hour fifty-five minutes called Annihilation on uh, on Netflix. It's got Natalie Portman in it i really really enjoyed that one i can't remember where i put it on my list for 2018 because that was like a couple of years ago uh that would have been the same year quiet place came out but i yeah i'd say e- either one of those annihilation or um what do you say alive which uh they're, they're both on netflix so but uh i just think this is one of them classic cases where amazon's got a lot of money they saw chris pratt and a few of the other big stars in here and they said let's give those guys a bunch of money write some sort of script and stick it out there because uh, I if if you look at the like posters for this film it's very much sort of Chris Pratt poster boy sci-fi holding a gun he's cool this is on Amazon you know Amazon does good stuff go watch it that's that's kind of what it feels like is hey do you like Chris Pratt and do you like sci-fi well come over to, to this film as as kind of what it feels a bit like to me. Plus, you've got Yvonne on the poster as well. Uh, but Chris Pratt is very much like the poster boy for this thing. Do you think that's maybe the the case here? Yeah, I think it's definitely. Hey, we got money, let's spend it. So mm, on lots um, of people. So because I, I went, I I haven't like looked it up or whatever, but I do wonder because you got again like J.K. Simmons in there. I wonder how much these people got paid for this. So. um because that's where the money seems to have gone for me. And I'm not like putting down the uh, like effects or anything, like special effects and stuff. The film looks very good. But um as I've kind of said before, you can't impress me with a f- with something that just looks good if I don't think the world building and the script is very good, which is pretty much the situation here. So, uh but anyway, I uh relatively enjoyed my time with this. It was okay, I thought. Um, kind of run in the mill, and um, I think something I was gonna say earlier, but I got like sidetracked or whatever. Um, 
it's sort of a strange situation to me where I'd want to see more of this world. I'd want to see the timeline where, okay, civilization breaks out, which we didn't quite necessarily see much of. Um, like go go back to that and explore the world a bit more. But then it's the case of do I want to revisit this like franchise again? It's sort of a double-edged sword in a way of like, okay, do I want to go back to this thing that I kind of didn't enjoy? But I want to see more of that world. Um, so where, where where do you kind of sit? Would you want another one, or do you like not care to go back to this world again? Well, let's no no spoilers, but let's just say the way they ended this movie would make a sequel very difficult to make. Kind of, yeah. Um, and not impossible. It would just it would have more plot holes than a fifty pound fifty pound block of Swiss cheese. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, that's pretty much what we, what me and Robert thought of the uh, Tomorrow War. Um, just to go to, I I didn't know whether to give this a possible skip or a skip, but um, I just think there's other films that are more worth your time than this. Um, but then I really like the cast. But then you can watch the cast in other better things as well. So, because I did write the draft yesterday, I think I wrote possible skip. I think I'd just go with skip. It's it's whatever. So what, what would I would say? definitely go with possible skip. I mean, I didn't hate it. I didn't think I wasted my time. I definitely think I could have spent my time better, but I didn't, you know, feel like it was wasted. Hmm. Um, and I've definitely watched more than a few movies where I was like, that is a complete waste of my time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just when you add like, okay, when you're judging something like that and you think, is this worth skipping? I think you have to put the time uh, running time into the equation here because this isn't a short film either. So, oh no, yeah. So, plus, like, don't forget what I said earlier. I got to the one hour forty minute mark, and I was like, okay, what else are you gonna do for like an episode of TV length of time? So, <clears throat> but uh, that is what we thought of the Tomorrow War. Um, I guess in conclusion, I didn't like it really. Um, I think you're kind of on the same. I think you liked it slightly more than me, maybe, but we still were both kind of unimpressed with it. So, uh, but for those of you that have seen it, what did you think? For those of you that haven't seen it, uh, are you looking forward to watching it? Are you going to watch one of the other films we recommended instead? Let us know all your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, whatever. And uh, also, if you have seen it, would you like to see more of this franchise or do you not care to do so? Uh, let us know all those thoughts, feelings, questions, comments. Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, just an update on film reviews, by the way. I'm going to see Black Widow tomorrow. It's got an early-ish showing. Uh, not like morning, but sort of midday showing uh, tomorrow that I'm going to go to. Um, so look out for my review for Black Widow tomorrow. Uh, also, just some other little housekeeping stuff. Uh, Monsters at Work, which is the Monsters, Inc. Um, sequel series, which is on Disney+. Plus. That is starting with a double pr- premiere episode tomorrow. I'm guessing the episodes will be about 20 minutes. So I'm going to basically be doing both those things tomorrow. Uh, so look out for all that on entertainmenttalk.org. We've also got the gaming podcast. Uh, Breaking Bad podcast is back next week. Uh, did another film review, The Vanishing of, uh, or sorry, The Kidnapping of uh, Lisa McVeigh. It was this film like based on a on a real um, story and that sort of thing. So that was interesting to do. Um, and a whole bunch of other stuff uh, for TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcast on entertainmenttalk.org. So uh, check all that out if you'd like to. But remember tomorrow, uh, Monsters at Work, Episodes 1 and 2, Black Widow, tomorrow as well. And then we'll see what happens later on in the week as well. So look out for all that. 
Uh, in the meantime, if you'd like to support Entertainment Talk, if you like what you've heard, you want to uh, hear more from us or support us more and that sort of thing, uh, you can either just listen to more episodes on the website, entertainmenttalk.org. You can also find us on podcast platforms if you search for Entertainment Talk. Um, you can tell people that you know about the content that we've got. Just tell them what we do and where they can find it, just to search for Entertainment Talk, all that sort of thing. Um, you can also find us on Patreon. There's the $1, $3 level tiers on there. That's for uh, ad-free podcast and review options. Options. So if you'd like to look into those, that'd be great as well. Um, you can also find TV and film news over on Geek Town, Geek Town at Credit UK and Geek Town Radio. Geek Town Radio returns next week on Tuesday, so there'll be no episode this week, so look out for that next week as well. Uh, Bex is streaming daily, pretty much over on Twitch, Trista Bites, Trista B-Y-T-E-S. Uh, she posted that she's got to her two-year Twitch anniversary, so congratulations to Bex for that and for all the good stuff that she does over on there. Trista Bites, Trista B-Y-T-E-S on Twitch. Go and find her over there. You can also find me on Twitch as well, eTalkUK. And if you miss the archive streams, you can find them on YouTube. Entertainment Talk Plays. There's Last of Us 2 playthrough and that sort of thing. So if you like other zombies and infected things, you can watch me play that. There's the Platinum Run as well. So thanks very much for listening. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.